Hello, Poke fans. Welcome to the Same Type Attack Bonus Podcast, or Stabcast for short, your twice-monthly look into the deeper worlds of Pokemon. I'm your host, Trainer Spike, and with me, as always, are my fellow trainers, Slagkick. I was trying to do the Mimikyu click thing, but it probably didn't even register on the mic. I'll see what I can do. And Sulker. How annoying. Today is November 11th, 2017, and this is Stabcast episode 22, Catching Up. Welcome once again, our lovely and beautiful listeners, to another episode of our venture into the deeper worlds of Pokemon. This week, we are finally back into action. Uh, Trainer Spike, which is to say me, talking in the third person, is deeply sorry for our having been away. As you might know if you follow me on social media, you listen to some of my other shows, um, I had some personal life stuff come up involving my mental health that prevented me from really devoting the time and attention that this show requires to get right, but now that things are back on track and looking solid, we are here to uh, catch everybody up on what's gone on in the world of Pokemon since the last time we recorded. And we're happy to say, moving forward, you can look forward to more episodes more frequently. But first, let's talk about our Poke Weeks, or, as might be more appropriate, Poke Months. Sulker, you want to let people know what went on in your poke world during the break sure although this really should like i feel like there should be more emphasis on the fact that we're calling this like the ketchup episode and like there's not really much about pikachu and ketchup being mentioned here yet i see what you did there ah uh anyways my poke months have been kind of dry um i've been playing pokemon go off and on uh especially during the halloween event that i know we're going to talk about in a little bit um I did play a little bit of gold, or not and silver, but just gold when that uh, launched earlier this quarter, because I'm an adult now and I think about everything in terms of quarters of the year, which is frustrating. And let me be clear when you say that launched this quarter, you mean on the 3DS Virtual Console. Well, yes, but I assume that our listeners have probably already uh, figured that one out since we've been behind on this for a while now. Uh, so I got to start with my cute little Cyndaquil, and we got to start doing things, and then I promptly dropped off the face of the planet. So, yeah. Um, other than that... Cindy misses you. I know Cindy misses me, but maybe we'll find some time to get together. Oh, wait. There's a big release happening in like a week, so maybe not. Um, but I think that pretty much covers it for me. How about you, Slidekick? What's been up in your Pokemon world? Um, we all live in a Pokemon world. Pokemon. And I want to be the greatest master of them all. Uh, no, actually, mine's pretty much been the same, um, with the exception that I really haven't put in any time to Pokemon Go. Uh, you know, just I haven't really, when I've been out, thought about, oh, I'm going to load up Pokemon Go and, you know, try to catch them all. So uh, my Poke Month's months or whatever. Um, I played a little bit of silver. I picked Chikorita, of course. Um, went through the Bellsprout Tower. Uh, went to the Slowpoke Well and all of that. So, uh, you know, it's definitely reminded me of how much I love that game. But at the same time, um, just with other things happening in gaming that, you know, are not Pokemon right now, kind of took my focus away. And then, like you said, with something ultra cool happening like in a week, I just really haven't really put in any more time. So, I mean, I, I'm sure at some point I'll get back to it, but I mean, since it's a game that literally was out almost 20 years ago, 
Like For all of the pissing and moaning you do about me not having played that game all the way through, it is shocking to me that you are acting so cavalier about this. Okay, but first of all, you interrupted me, and secondly, I have played that game through multiple times in gold, silver, and crystal versions, and Japanese crystal, so what I was about to say, actually, is, uh, you know, because I've played th- that game so many times, and yes, I, l- I love that generation a lot, but because I've played it so many times... I'm not really in a rush to try to, you know, get through it the way I would be with a modern release. Spoiler alert, I was actually trying to get you to say exactly that. LOL. (laughs) Anyway, how has your Pokemon been, Spike? It's been pretty good. Uh, Finally put in, like, some real serious time in uh, Gold and Silver. I have been playing through Silver. I have not beaten it yet, but I also haven't given up on it yet, so it will happen. Um, Unfortunately, as Sidekick alluded to, there has been a bevy of other game software releases in the last few months, uh, some of which have been on another portable system that I carry with me more than I carry my 3DS around with me, so uh, some of those games have maybe taken a little bit of priority for me. Oh, so you're going to tell us about how much uh, Pokken DX you've been playing? No, actually, I've been playing Danganronpa on my Vita. That's (laughs) sad. And not true. Alright, well, with all that having been said, let's get to our Poke news, or Muse. Aw, now saying the word Muse makes me sad. Well, let's talk about something that won't make you sad. Uh, This week we got a little bit of news regarding everyone's favorite creepy Pikachu lookalike, Mimikyu. Uh, So it looks like in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, Mimikyu is going to have a signature move uh, using Mimikyu Z, uh, a Z crystal that allows the players to power up the little guy, and Mimikyu can tap into its hidden strength and unleash an attack called Let's Struggle Forever. Um, Or Snuggle, sorry. I wanted to struggle forever, but that's just me announcing the news. Uh, at any rate, this Z-move is pretty friggin' adorable. If you haven't seen it online, uh, you should go ahead and click into our show, show notes so you can see a little bit more about that. Uh, essentially, because it's a snuggle and not a struggle, uh, Mimikyu's Z-move is where it essentially powers up to basically turn into, like, a giant umbrella of terror Ella. and give Ella. you an eternal death hug. Yep, it just... It collapses in on whatever Pokemon that happens to be its opponent and gives it a death crush uh, that is really just so loving and full of hope that uh, I just, I really want one to happen to me one day. Let's snuggle forever. I've never seen a more apt description of my love life. Crickets. So we also have some cool news here that starting this past Wednesday, fans who purchased $25 in Pokemon trading card game products at select retailers will receive a pack of three random Ashes Pikachu promo cards. There are six different Ashes Pikachu to collect, and there's also going to be a 16-inch tall Ashes Pikachu plush that will be sold. The card promotion and plush are available through PokemonCenter.com, Target.com, ToysRUs.com, Walmart.com, and in person at GameStop and EB Australia and Canada. So you know what we're doing tomorrow? I sure do. I need that Pikachu, and you didn't mention that the hat can actually be worn by people. I didn't think it was worth mentioning, but that is pretty cool if you're into that kind of thing. I'm not a hat guy. Unless it's giant space ball. Well, those of you who are like me and love the occasional McNugget or 20, orders of 20 in peace McNuggets. Um, Damn! There's going to be a promotion coming very soon with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. It will have a random Pokemon toy and a hollow promo card. So uh, that's actually, I think, pretty cool because, you know, as far 
far as Happy Meal or um, BK Kids Club meals or whatever, you know, like children's meals, toys, um, sometimes they're kind of lame, but like, I mean, you straight up can get a hollow promo card. Hollow. But no, um, I actually do want to note that it's my understanding that this promotion actually started this week, so um, we should go to McDonald's. I mean, the nice thing about it is that you, if you don't want to eat McDonald's food for some reason, you can also just buy these if you go into the store, right? Yeah, you yep. can you can buy toys separately. Some some places give you attitude. Like I've been clearly doing this since the nineties. So, I'm uh, like, bitches, I will fucking cut a person if they try to give me shit about Pokemon toys. Hollow, so, uh, hollow. Can we can we DoorDash some Happy Meals after this? I don't really trust the drivers, but we could go pick up some McDonald's. Perfect. Uh, so exciting news: Global Missions begin anew with Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Uh, Global Missions return with the launch of the game on November 17th. Uh, the goal for this first mission is, uh, well, I should mention that the mission is called Catch a Lot of Pokemon. Uh, trainers are to collectively catch 10 million Pokemon by November 28. 10 million Pokemon. Uh, if the goal is reached, every participant will receive 2,000 festival coins as a reward. Uh, even if the goal isn't reached, everyone who w- uh, participates gets the participation prize of 1,000 festival coins. Trainers who have registered their games at the Pokemon Global Link by the end of the global mission will receive double the number of festival coins. So sure, so be sure to sign up as soon as possible. Um, so that's the news on that one. I believe Slykick had another good reason to sign up for the Global Link service. Well, it's sure not to get festival coins, because who cares about those? But what you probably do care about are Master Balls, and... Balls, balls, balls. Balls, 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 balls. <laughs> if you connect your copy of Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon to Pokemon Global Link Global Global Link um, between the launch and the end of January you will get a free Master Ball. So uh, considering Daniel considering there's uh, like some new Ultra Beasts and all that you know these might be things you want to capture. Excellent. We also have word here that Or if you find a Rattata that's in the top percentage of all (laughs) Rattatas. So we also have word here that for those of you out there who are playing Pokemon Sun and Moon, which I think is probably all of you at one point or another, um, you can actually get an original Cap Pikachu in your game using the code PikachuM20. Um, we don't yet know when the end of this code, end date of this code, will be applied. But what is interesting is that this does not count toward the limit of one region Cap Pikachu per account. Interesting. So if you use this code, you can get an original region Cap Pikachu that does not go toward that max limit. So if you wanted this one and the Alola one or whatever, you could do that. So uh, basically what I'm saying is go get your Pikachu now. Or should we say Pikachum 20? I am not going to respond to that. That's literally what the code is. Well, uh, if you are like pretty much all of us on this show, you love the spoopy season. And to celebrate the spoopy season of Halloween this year, Ghost-type Pokemon from Gen 3 were available in Pokemon Go. This includes such favorites as Sableye, Shuppet, Banette, Duskull, and Dusclops, who I actually love all of those. There is also an adorable Pikachu wearing a witch's hat, and now I'm really regretting not logging on, because I thought that Gen 3 has, like, some of the best ghost types, as you have seen with the announcement of which ghost types were in there. Um, there were other spooky Pokemon that were more common during this time, including Zul- Zubat, Golbat, Crobat, Meowth, and Persia. 
Persian, Cubone and Marowak, Ghastly Haunter Gengar, Drowsy, Hypno, Mistrevis, Houndur, and Houndoom. Excellent. And so you mentioned that you hadn't logged in during this event. I know that I did, but I didn't get very lucky with getting any of the new pokies. Uh, but Sulker, I believe you had mentioned that you had. Um, so I got a bunch of Shuppet, uh, which then involved uh, Bayonet? Shuppet the front door. Okay. Yeah, Bayonet is how I've always said it. Um, and then I also got... Uh, Dus- Maybe it's Bayonet. Duskull? What, what's the one called? God, I'm bad at names. Dusclops? Du- well, I did get a Dusclops eventually, yeah. Um, And, like, I didn't really see any Zubats. I caught a few Houndoors. Wait, you didn't see any Zubats? <laughs> like, I saw one, but not until the event had actually officially ended. So that was strange, but a happy, like, accident. Um, but yeah, Imagine the- not seeing any Zubats. I did get a bunch of Mistevious, and um, I think that's it. I, don't- I didn't, unfortunately, find uh, Witch Hat Pikachu, which is unfortunate. Did you get the Mimikyu hat? Yes. Uh, I think everyone, just for logging in, got the Mimikyu hat. Well, darn. Yeah, as long as you logged in and put the hat on during the event, it's my understanding you got to keep the hat. Like, why would anyone ever take that off? I don't understand. Same. Let's snuggle forever. We also have some very exciting news here, and this is actually some very fresh news. Build-A-Bear Workshop has shown the new Pokemon plushie that they will be offering. This one is everybody's favorite grass starter, Bulbasaur. Yay! He is so cute. He is already available in Build-A-Bear Workshop stores starting today. Um, and he is also available online in an exclusive online Bulbasaur bundle. Which what? comes, of course, with the Bulbasaur sound effect device, a little Bulbasaur beanie and scarf, and an exclusive Pokemon trading card game card. So definitely if you're into cute stuff, you love the Pokies like we do, you should check this out. I want one so bad with the little scarf. It's so cute. It is. I'm only, like, upset that we don't get to go there and, like, because I want the bundle, clearly. But when are we, how are we going to put the heart in it? Like, that's what you're well, supposed um, to do. What, what, unless this um, article is incorrect, it says that the beanie and scarf accessory will also be available at stores, which is, uh, sometimes from what I've been aware of, the, um, the online only, like, pajamas or clothes that you can get the for them um, are different from the ones you get in store, but it appears that you can also get the little beanie and scarf in store, so. Yeah, but then I have to talk to people. It'll be worth it, and we'll get to see them put the heart in. So we're all gonna go put hearts in bubble sores, right? I mean, I didn't say we would go together. But then they can all be friends. They're all gonna be friends regardless. <laughs> uh, right. Let's see. What else do we got here? Um, well, we have some TCG news, which feels like we usually have a lot of TCG news, but this time we just have information about the very, very soon upcoming Marshadow figure collection. It is I love be... the figure collections. That's super exciting. Yeah, this one is for Marshadow, and it is releasing on the 17th alongside the Ultra Sun and Moon games. It will come with a Marshadow figure, a hollow Marshadow promo, four booster packs, and a Pokemon trading card game online code card. No note if there is a coin included, but maybe there will be. Well, maybe in lieu of a coin, we get a figure, which I'd be okay with. It is a reprint from Shining Legend, but with new artwork that hasn't even been seen in Japan yet. Excellent. If you are in Europe, you'll get a Marshadow box with a jumbo Marshadow GX card instead of a figurine. Sorry, Europe. Downgrade. And they get one less booster pack. Man. Well, Soaker? Oh. At, at least they're not America, though, so they have that going for them. <laughs> what do you have for us next, Sulker? Um, let's see. In February, we're going to get a new English set uh, titled Ultra Prism. Uh, which is a new 
new mechanic and five ultra beasts for the TCG game. Uh, so as mentioned before, the English set is named Ultra Prism. I'll believe yeah, will be released in America and Europe on February second. Uh, the set will include a brand new mechanic called the Prism Star Cards. Six of these Prism Star Cards will be made for the set. No further information is known about it. Uh, it is supposed that the Prism is likely related to Necrozma, the Prism Pokemon, uh, so its two forms will likely get Prism cards. Uh, this is very similar to when we had uh, Starmie Break and Star Cards happen before, uh, such as the Mudkip Star Card. Um, there will be ten Pokemon GX cards in the set, five of which will be Ultra Beasts. Uh, all of the Sun and Moon Ultra Beasts have been released in the English and Japanese TCG, uh, so unless we're getting two new, or two of them get new cards, this means there could be two new Ultra Beasts, aside from uh, Ultra Beast Burst, Ultra Beast Adhesive, and Ultra Beast Assembly, unless the two Necrozma forms count as Ultra Beasts. And for all of y'all out there who have been following the data leaks and stuff from Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, we have not been, and I don't want to hear you correcting us, we're only a week away from the release of the game, don't spoil us. Uh, over 150 cards will be featured in the set, uh, as will be the combination of cards from Japan's December Sun and Moon 5 set, in addition to the exclusive cards from uh, Sun and Moon 4 set. Uh, the set will have 18 trainer cards, 3 special energy cards, despite being marked as Ultra Beasts on their cards. No trainer cards or anything else in the game targets Ultra Beasts yet, uh, so we'll probably get some cards that support them. Uh, and that's really what I got on this one. Wow, Excellent. Where did they come up stuff. with those names, like Sun and Moon 5 and Sun and Moon 4? That's really creative. Yeah, well, in this one in particular was the 4 Plus set, which was like the uh, almost like the mini expansion to the 4 set that came out in Japan a while back. Also, when I said, wow, we don't have a lot of TCG news, I forgot that the last half of the news is like all TCG news, so just pretend I didn't say well, that. carry on. Um, this one is pretty much the same thing as the Marshadow figure collection, complete with the same release date. So this is a Silvalli figure collection. Yes! Uh, the Silvalli card looks really cool. Um, one of the moves that it has is X-Scissor, which requires three colorless energy, which, I mean, I guess you could use any energy, right? So just three energy cards. It can do 90-plus damage. If you get a heads on a coin flip, which hopefully it comes with coin, um, it does 30 more damage. So uh, that's pretty beast. Not Ultra Beast, though. Yeah, that is super exciting. I cannot wait to buy that thing. Oh, my gosh. Another thing I can't wait to buy is going to be the Shining Legends special collection Raichu GX which will be releasing in America and Europe on January 5th. It's going to come with a full art Raichu GX foil promo a jumbo version a foil Pikachu promo a coin featuring Raichu five Shining Legends booster packs and a Pokemon trading card game online code card. It's exciting stuff I love Raichu, I think we all do and uh, also pancakes. Raichu are. Oh wow Samson um, we have a Shining Legends Zoroark pin collection. I actually think I said Zoroark's name correctly for the first time ever. Uh, this is on December 1st, so right in time for your birthday, Catbike, Trainer Spike. Uh, it'll have a Zoroark Hollow promo, a Zoroark pin, three Shining Legends booster packs, and a Pokemon trading card game online code art. And this card has not been released in Japan yet. That's exciting. I I'm always super interested when we get these cards before the Japanese sets do 
review, and I'll definitely be checking this out, even though I'm not normally as into the pin collections as I am the figure collections. Sulker, I believe you have another news story for us? Yes, and it is surprisingly about the TCG. Uh, so, you could probably talk about this, but uh, starting on November 17th, uh, World Championship 2017 decks will be released. Uh, so, it looks like there are four decks that will be released from this year's World Championship. Uh, the master-winning uh, Diego Casaraga's uh, Infinite Force deck, the master's runner-up Naoto Suzuki's Golsador deck, uh, senior winner Zachary Bokhari's Ice Path FTW deck, and junior semi-finalist Kabu Fukase's Samurai Sniper deck. Uh, each of these deck lists can be found at Pokemon.com. Uh, the cards in these decks do have special de- uh, backs, it should be mentioned, uh, making them illegal for tournament play, but they're still a great way to get official proxies uh, and to learn about working with uh, world champion level decks. And straight up, like, you know, most of us put our cards that we're actually going to play with in, like, plastic sleeves that have designs on the back. Uh, you know, I have a set that I got from the Pokemon Center in Japan that has this really cute Mimikyu art that I use. Um, if you're just going to be playing socially with your friends, I can't imagine them being so uptight as to not let you use one of these decks. I will not sleeves. let you use Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> I will not let you use them. No, actually, I was thinking it would be cool to, like, uh, I mean, unless you, y'all are buying, like, all of them, but it would be cool, like, if we each picked one and, like, tried them out. That would be fun. Let's see. We also have here an extremely exciting box for me. This is the Lucario GX box. It's going to be released in America and Europe on February 23rd. It will come with a never-before-seen foil promo of Lucario GX, a jumbo card, four boosters, and a Pokemon trading card game online code card. This hasn't yet been announced for Japan yet, so this is the first we're hearing about it. This is, of course, very, very exciting. There hasn't been a new Lucario card in years, so it's very exciting that we're going to be getting one and that it's being given the prestige treatment. That's very nice. We have some information about... This is actually just breaking news. Uh, We have some news about Shining Legends Collection, Shiny Darkrai GX. This will be coming in March, March 9th specifically, with a Shiny Darkrai GX promo, a jumbo version for Shining Legends pack, and a Pokemon trading card game online code card. Excellent. I love Darkrai. I will definitely be picking that up. Well, if uh, we don't have any more news here, it might be time for us to move on to the next segment of our episode. We are foregoing a formal discussion tonight because that news segment alone went, what, 25 minutes or something. So we're just going to cut straight to some anime episodes. We're going to summarize the next four episodes of Sun and Moon from where we left off last time. And I would expect that the next episode we record, we'll do another four or five and we'll probably keep that pace until we catch up with the Japanese broadcast order. Okay, before we start, though, I'm looking at these lists. I call dibs on the Golisador one because it's Golisopod and Garbodor. I'm sorry, what do you what do you mean, call dibs? That's the deck that I'm going to get. Oh, okay. Because it's it's a bug and a garbage Pokemon. It me. Fair enough. Sulker, you want to take us to some anime? Sure. Uh, so as Spike mentioned, we're going to start in with our four anime episode review. I'm not sure what the numbers are on these, but that doesn't really matter. Uh, so our 
first episode that we're going to talk about is a team on team tussle or the battle for the crystal rocket gang versus skull gang when team rocket sees ash uh, and kiwi but who's kiwi kiawe kiawe that's oh. that's kake's uh oh kake name. okay uh demonstrating z moves they plot to find z crystals for themselves while searching team rocket runs into team skull both gangs spot a darkinium z crystal embedded in a large rock the problem is the rock is in the current layer of radicate and radita infestation from earlier uh the two gangs compete to acquire the z crystal within team or with team rocket emerging as the winners uh with the z crystal in their possession they try to figure out how to use it uh so this episode was a lot of fun especially for spike who as we all know from listening to this show has had some issues with team rocket in the past okay but and i've reflected on this since watching this episode you know i actually really like team rocket in sun and moon because they're played so much more for humor and they're played in a a more of an over-the-top way that i personally find a lot funnier um so now i'm kind of feeling it you know i love their the jokes with their mimikyu and their beware i just for whatever reason team rocket totally works for me in sun and moon that's fantastic though i've always loved them yeah Uh, you, you know it's funny because i feel like that's how we remember team rocket but then when you go back and look at team rocket in those original episodes you're like oh no they're just annoying and they're not really that funny i mean i've always liked them that but that's me i even when i do go back to older episodes moving forward uh so this episode starts off with uh the pokemon school everyone's kind of learning about z crystals for the day uh team rocket sees as aforementioned that uh the two z moves the fire z move and the electric gigavolt attack from pikachu uh and they're like we need to figure out how to do this uh so they go off in search of a way to find more or their first z crystal uh james finding an old dowsing machine and modifying it to essentially find z crystals that was a great gag by the way yeah um so while that's happening back at the school they're still learning about z crystals and uh everyone kind of is like we don't know what they're all about so we get a recap on what z crystals are and how you have to use special poses to use them uh and then we get a little fun like joke sequence of uh professor Ka- uh, kukui yeah professor kukui uh say like asking the team like or the kids like hey do you know how many uh z crystals there are and they're like no so he pulls out these replicas and asks if people know how to name or what their names are in order uh they don't know but rotom does so he goes through basically the end song from the japanese show which i thought was a nice little nod to like their meta of the world um team rocket eventually does find the layer of the totem pokemon uh radicate uh, or alolan radicate just for clarity uh and it is protecting the z crystal uh as they get chased away by radicate they find team skull members in their way who are searching for a candy shop of some variety that i'm not really certain about because that plot point gets dropped pretty quick i, I think the implication was that one of the team skull grunts was trolling the other two team skull grunts by like i'm gonna take you to an evil candy shop oh the hungrier you get the bet more evil the candy is like no i think he was trolling them i mean i don't 
know, but okay. I'm, it's I'm Team happy to Skull go with that. and their grunts. I mean, that's fair. Um, so eventually, they all realize there's this Z crystal on the line, so they all want to go and get it. Uh, the Skull Grunt girl with her lovely pink hair falls in love with Meowth because she's like, "Oh my God, this talking Meowth, he is the cutest!" And it's adorable that she likes him because I think that most of the people who watch the show like that particular Meowth. Um, or maybe that's just me again. Uh, at any rate, they come up with a contest between the two gangs that will determine who gets the crystal. Uh, whoever gets to it first wins. Uh, Team Rocket decides that they're going to capture all of the Rattata and Raticate that are not totem Pokemon by putting some, for lack of a better term, pheromones on the berries that they've put in a cage. Uh, capture up those Raticates and they're like, yeah, this this will hold them for now. Let's go get the crystal. Uh, the totem Pokemon comes out and starts fighting Team Rocket. Uh, Team Skull uses this opportunity to send one of their guys around the back way and have him climb up the mountain to try and get the Z Crystal. Uh, TLDR, the fight doesn't go well for Team Rocket, but they leave Meowth in charge of the fight to go and try to get the crystal before the Skull Grunt gets it. Uh, before they can do that, though, Meowth and the team start getting beaten back, so they go and they show the power of their friendship and try to save uh, Meowth, uh, whereas the Team Skull Gang are like, OMG, our, our older brother is super good and he's doing awesome things. And they're like, you know, he's just using you so that he can get that crystal. And they're like, oh man, he's so smart. We love him. Um, which was cool. Hashtag Team Skull. Yep. So I guess that does make sense with in context with the potential trolling that you were mentioning earlier. Um, eventually, they manage to beat the totem Pokemon. Uh, and it looks like Team Skull is going to get the uh, crystal, except for all of the Rattata and Raticate come out of the cage because they nod through it and attack him and the uh, the crystal falls basically into Meowth's hand. Uh, they all return home and they basically start trying to use the Z crystal with like a cardboard uh, Z bracelet, Z ring thing that James made and then they all it kind of fades out with them just kind of all trying different funny dance moves to make it work. Uh, and like it for whatever reason does a slow shot on uh, Beware so that makes me think that that's going to be important in the future. Uh, that's the review of this episode. What do you guys think about it? I thought it was a really great comedic episode. Really fast paced. Kept moving forward. I really loved all the visual gags. Uh, it was just for me overall a really fun episode that I would definitely watch again. A uh, sidekick? Yeah, what I really liked about this, um, I really liked seeing the interaction between Team Skull and Team Rocket. I'm hoping we'll see more of that in the future. And uh, what was interesting is that um, the Pokemon School parts of it were like the B story like the main focus was on Team Skull and Team Rocket and so I thought that was kind of a nice change um, yeah I I really enjoyed it I would say it was in the top percentage of all Radita episodes <laughs> alright uh, if we have nothing else to say on this one uh, let's go ahead and talk about our second episode of the day uh, So Long Sophocles or Goodbye Mamane uh, Sophocles and his family may be moving away from Alola so Sophocles will have to leave the Pokemon school and all of his friends. Even though he tries to keep the news from his classmates, they can see that he and Togedemaru are very upset. Ash and his friends work together to cheer up Sophocles with a farewell party. However, when Sophocles finds out he's made a mistake, he finds it very hard to tell his friends. Uh, so this was another kind of off-plot story that I really enjoyed. Uh, we find out in the opening sequence of this episode that uh, Sophocles, or can I just call him Amane? Yes. Please. Okay. Do. 
So Mamane finds out from his parents that they're going to be moving what his dad says is a very far away place. Uh, so he basically has to break it to Togeremaru that they are going to be moving away and that they will no longer see their friends and that Togeremaru will no longer be able to be with Pikachu. Um, so the next day in school, they're all really upset. Both of them are very upset and like we keep getting sequences where the two of them are acting very off character for and the rest of the gang doesn't know what's going on with that. Uh, eventually though, it does come out that they're going to be moving away uh, and instead of being like writing him off or whatever like his original fear was, they all like are very supportive of him and like they're like, man, we love you so much. We're going to make like this great going away party for you and we're going to like do everything up like it's like normal until the day that you move. So uh, Kaki decides that he is going to take uh, Mamane on a trip very quickly for his first ride on a Charizard. Uh, they end up going to uh, which island was it that they went to? For It doesn't matter. They went to one of the other islands. Possibly Akala, but I don't know if it actually said. Uh, I think it did say, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, at any rate, they go to this beautiful uh, volcano that has a lake within it, basically, and like they see all these beautiful colors, and it's like basically a weird little date that the two of them have, and I'm here for it. For whatever reason, I didn't think I was going to get any ships in this show, but here we are. Um, They're like 10. So, at any rate, they end up uh, going back home, and during the course of the night, uh, Mamane finds out from his dad that uh, the distance they will be traveling very far away is three houses down from where they currently live as their house gets repaired. Which had me cackling. Yeah, because the whole time you guys had thought like, oh, maybe he'll move to another island and they'll just, he'll just get picked up on Charizard every day and it'll work itself out. Um, th- so the next day at school, he's even more tense because now he has to tell his friends that he is not going away. Uh, for the rest of the episode, every time he tries to tell them, they start saying something really sweet or do something really heartfelt that makes it like heartbreaking for him to even tell them that this isn't happening. Um, what is the name of the blue-haired girl? I always forget. I can never remember her name. And it's almost worse now because I also have literally no idea what she's called in the English dub. Well, at any rate, uh, she, the the, the trainer of uh, Poplio slash Ashimari, uh, she takes him out on, a, uh, Mamane, out on a ride into the middle of the ocean so that they can watch this beautiful sunset together and so that he'll always have memories of the Alolan sky no matter where he is. Um, That's uh, Suiren, right? Yeah, Suiren. Apparently she's called Lana huh. Del Rey. I was just <laughs> going to make that joke. Um, so the next day is supposed to be his final day in Alola and everyone's being really supportive and he has like this nightmare that they're going to like all write him off again and just be like, you suck for not telling us that you weren't moving. Um, oh, mama, no, you suck for other reasons. Yeah, whatever. Um, so they eventually like end up going to this cafe and, uh, Ash is like, oh my God, I need to get him the perfect going away gift. So he goes out and catches him a charge bug in a like a pet carrier basically for whatever reason uh, instead of just catching him in a pokeball and handing him the pokeball um, and then like I was even thinking that I'm like I understand that maybe you wanted him to catch it yourself so you're like the original trainer or whatever but like come on now this is the anime we have sidestepped game rules so many hundreds of times y'all couldn't this one time nope uh, you couldn't let it slide like a gold Eden across the screen oh god I hate that episode uh, so they basically like all have this beautiful 
beautiful goodbye speeches for him and everything and then him and Togedemaru start crying and he's like okay so here's the real situation and explains it and they're all like wow we're really happy because we would hate to not have you in our life aw friendship is magic yep uh, so that's another show they basically show like Togedemaru that they're not going to be moving away and everyone's happy and that's the end of this episode I really liked it I thought it was kind of silly kind of sweet it was a good good episode what do you guys think I thought just the whole premise of um, well when, when it was revealed that they're moving away for a week to house three down three three doors down um, I, you could just say that that was like kryptonite for me and I lost it yeah I thought this was a really fun episode I like that it was very heartfelt um, I'm spoiler alert I actually thought all four of the episodes we're talking about today were really good um, but this one for me was just hilarious the the whole red herring aspect of it was just really really funny to me and once it was revealed I just kept laughing at like this is gonna have to resolve somehow and they're not all gonna hate him so how's this gonna work uh, yeah I thought that this was so good uh, yeah I would watch this one again excellent you but I've gotta say, I've, I gotta say though uh, Togedemaru is like weirdly obsessed with Pikachu like I mean I think that was established a while back yeah but this just reminded me I'm like oh that's a little uncomfortable meh call him Harvey and let's move on uh, the next episode is a glaring rivalry or come forth the crimson glare of Lugaru G- uh, G- nah, I'm gonna say that again uh, a glaring rivalry or come forth the crimson glare of Lugarugen uh, a trainer named Gladian dressed in black battling with a powerful fiery eyed lichen rock and wearing a Z ring has appeared on Melee Melee Island after seeing them in action Ash naturally wants to battle Gladion however he's totally shocked when Lily appears and calls Gladion her brother Gladion seems cold towards Lily and at first Ash refuse or and f- at first refuses Ash's challenge but he learns that Ash got his Z ring from Takbu Koko and has uh, and had actually battled the island guardian that night Gladion's Umbreon delivers a note to Ash agreeing to battle it's Ash's Rockruff versus Gladion's Lycanroc however team Rocket who saw Gladion defeat the team Skullgrunts earlier in the episode can can't resist getting involved Ash and Gladion must work together to rescue Pikachu and Lycanroc. Uh, so this episode is cool in that it does introduce a character that was a big staple in the Sun and Moon uh, game. Uh, so this episode opens up with uh, Gladion walking down an alleyway and getting accosted by the aforementioned Team Skull Grunts from uh, two episodes back. Uh, they basically see his Umbreon like, well, we're gonna catch that. Uh, we're gonna take it from you. So they send out their Zubat, Garbodor, and what's the other one? Salandit? And a Salandit, right. Uh, and he summons forth this Lycanroc and just beats them in one move. Uh, Stone Edge. Yep, so Team Rocket sees this and they're like intrigued. Uh, back at the Pokemon school, everyone's talking about it the next day. This trainer dressed in all black. You know how anime goes. Um, they uh, Ash is walking home after school and sees Gladion fighting a sailor with a Blastoise uh, and like is just impressed that this Lycanroc can somehow overcome the type advantage and beat this Blastoise into the ground. He then goes and challenges Gladion, as before mentioned, and Lily just appears in her car, as she often does, uh, with her butler, James, and is like, OMG, brother-sama, which was weird because she definitely used the honorific for, like, master, right? That's that's what that means? Yeah, like... It doesn't necessarily have to be, like, a master-servant type situation. Um, It does denote a certain amount of, like, submissiveness or um, sort of uh, maybe a, a certain way of, like, looking up 
up respectfully and and diminishing oneself before their acknowledged superior. Anime like, has weird brother sister stuff, like even with Kake and his sister. You know that's fair. Um, at any rate, uh, Ash challenges Gladion to a battle. He's like, ah, no, I'm cool. Again, Lily's like, but he fought Tapu Koko, so you know he's pretty cool or whatever. And he's like, hmm, let me think about this, and kind of goes off. Uh, we get a scene with Lily back at her home with her butler, uh, as she's like, man, you know, my brother didn't really seem like he normally does. So he's like, yeah, you know, I remember the first time he came home with this Eevee, and we get a flashback to when he found this Eevee in Tallgrass that was just beaten up, uh, and then, like, how much he cared for that, and we find out, obviously, that that becomes his Umbreon later on. Um, and another callback to how uh, loving the brother is, because once he realized that Lily has a Alolan Vulpix that is her partner now, he was said something to the effect of, like, take care of it, um, showing that he cares both about his sister and the Pokemon. Uh, so, like the episode summary had mentioned, in the middle of the night, Ash gets a love letter from Gladion, who's basically calling him out to combat. Uh, so they meet at sunrise on the beach for whatever reason, uh, and their battle begins, uh, only to be interrupted by Team Rocket, who captures Lycanroc and Pikachu using a net and a molester van, and then try to drive off in it. Uh, Rockruff and the uh, and the trainers run off after. Uh, they manage to like using the Umbreon blow up the tires of the van, and then Rockruff and I keep struggling to say Rockruff instead of Iwanko. Uh, breaks through the nets with a bite attack and then they're free and Team Rocket's blasting off again. Uh, Lily shows up and they realize, oh, it's almost time for school and Gladion doesn't want to fight in front of his sister, so they end up just kind of leaving it there and determine that they will fight another day. Uh, and then off goes Ash to school. I really like this episode. I thought we got a couple of really good fight sequences out of it. Uh, again, some really like nice character development for Lily and uh, a good intro to a character that I think was really important to Sun and Moon. I was so mad that Iwanko didn't evolve into Lugarugan though. Me like, too. The episode really seemed structured for it to happen with them like fighting at daybreak so it could have been become like midday form and everything. It'll probably happen next time though. I, I hope so. Yeah, I think that's probably it or they'll find some other large battle that happens at noon. Yeah, yeah, but I was I was overall super into it. What about you, Slaggy? Yeah, I was really excited to see Gladion. Um, you know, one thing that's been really interesting about the Sun and Moon anime is that a lot of it has not necessarily followed the plot of the Sun and Moon games. So to finally start to see some of those pieces come in is really exciting. It was interesting to see Gladion portrayed a little bit kinder than we knew him in the game. Um, well, and I want to just speak um, very briefly. I'm not trying to interrupt you, but it is interesting to me in terms of what you were just saying, because I, I feel like the story is only really getting going. And like, we're about to have the third iteration Sun and Moon release. <laughs> this week. I mean, I appreciate that this episode is still a couple months old now in Japan, but it's still, I mean, is what, like 30 episodes in at this point, so. Right, and so it almost makes me wonder if we're going to see more of Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon story taking place in the anime. Uh, I'm What, I, what I'm really excited for is to see weird mommy issues come in. I don't it's know been long that's enough. exciting. There's already been a Mr. Mom, Mr. Mime episode. No, that's not the mommy <laughs> issues I'm talking about. Well, alright, if we don't have anything else to say about this particular 
episode where we just got very strange on that. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into our final Lily episode. Lily and Gladion have mommy issues. Let's go ahead and jump into the final episode of our discussion of the evening. Uh, the next episode is list pulling out the Pokemon Base Pepper. Whoa. Or uh, the Fierce <laughs> Pokemon Match. Go for a tide-turning home run. Uh, Pokemon Base or uh, Pokeball. What did they call it in the Japanese version? I thought it was Pokemon Baseball. Yeah, I don't know why they call it Pokemon Base in this. Uh, Dub. A, a version of baseball in which both humans and Pokemons are players. Players. Um, it's extremely popular in the Alola Islands, and naturally, Ash and his friends are big fans. Professor Kukui, Principal Oak, and human Pokemon Base star Ol- Olulo uh, act as judges in a spirited game between the students. Ash, Pikachu, Mamane, Togedemaru, uh, Suiren, Suiren uh, and Poplio versus Kaki, Turtonator, Malo, Tene, Lily, and uh, Shiron. Uh, after Team Rocket's Meowth gets beamed by Lana's hate co- This stupid thing. We need to replace it with the Japanese name. Um, after Meowth gets beamed by Suiren's home run ball, Jesse, who has a crush on Olulo, uh, drags Team Rocket into a game against the students with Olulo's autograph as the prize. It's Ash, Pikachu, uh, Iwanko, Kaki, Olulo, and his Snorlax against James, Mierni, Jesse, Wobbuffet, Mimikyu, and Meow. Uh, so this episode was a lot of fun uh, as a baseball fan uh, because it... Oh, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say, Spike? I didn't know how badly I wanted a Pokemon sports anime until this episode. <laughs> yeah, it was like everything I wanted out of a sports anime in one episode. Well, and it was even the animation and art style was done in that very stereotypical, like hard lines, like very intense, like sports anime, sports manga style that is, again, very common in that genre. This was, to me, like a perfect genre parody of sports anime and manga, and I was super here for it. Same Z's. Uh, so the episode opens up with Ash, uh, Professor Kukui, uh, and all of their Pokemon watching a game of Pokemon baseball, uh, which was really kind of intense, and I was interested in it. Um, they go to uh, the school the next day and find out that they're going to be playing a game of this Pokemon baseball. Uh, they And that they're going to have a special coach slash judge in Ululo, who is actually one of the league stars and actually was someone they watched the day before on the TV uh, make a winning home run. Uh, so we split into the two teams, as mentioned before. And uh, one of my favorite bits in this was Kaki basically having a... Every time that he was throwing a pitch, he would do it like he was doing his uh, all-out fire Z-move attack. Uh, so that was pretty funny. Um, well, and the uh, Japanese text on the screen even had like a little like scotch-taped word bubble adding the word ball at the end of it. So it was, um, if you're paying attention to the on-screen Japanese characters, it was even funnier. Like they took the joke one step further from there. Yeah, and then uh, we get montage basically of the game uh, in which things like uh, Ashimari has tries to hit a ball with its paw and like its paw grows comically large Aww. and red. Um, Pikachu using its tail, basically iron tailing to hit ball. Um, and then uh, uh, Suiren basically getting a winning home run as she like does basically the Aqua Z move and like smashing it out of the school, uh, which then does hit Team Rocket, uh, causing them to come up to the school and be like, what in the heck is going on here? Jesse sees the baseball star and is all about it. Uh, so they're like, what are you doing here? Who are you? And they do the Team Rocket intro uh, and they're like, oh, so you're here to steal our Pokemon, right? <laughs> and during the Team Rocket intro, they're doing traditional like Japanese physical training 
doing exercises like um, pulling a boulder or, or like holding like a, a wooden mar- or, uh, I'm sorry like a round marble column and doing squats it was it was just a really funny visual gag yes it was um, so like oh my god you're here to steal our Pokemon and just like no 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 I'm here to steal the heart of this man and get his autograph and Jesse's uh, thirst for Olu Olu was amazing to me uh, yeah so they end up having the aforementioned uh, fight to or not fight but baseball game to determine who gets his autograph um, Team Rocket kind of starts off slow but then works to a speed as Meowth determines that uh, all the training he has done up until this point was so that he would get good at baseball even though he never knew he was going to play baseball um, he like is just striking out opponent after opponent uh, until uh, he gets shook by what was it when who who got a hit off of him it was Oluolu wasn't it yeah, yeah. Oluolu got a hit off of him and they're like okay he's shook but the ne- the last thing that like there's only one hit left in this inning if they strike out then it's over and it's uh, Oluolu's uh, Snorlax who has just been kind of laying there throughout the game uh, Beowth goes to throw the ball uh, the ball bounces off of him uh, or of Snorlax and like they're like ha we've won this because we'll definitely stri- like get him out uh, Oluolu uses his Z move for Snorlax's signature move uh, and he just like bursts speeds past everything and then Pancake flattens uh, Wobbuffet who was the catcher's position uh, and then Team Rocket is dejected because they're like oh we lost oh no and Jesse's like heartbroken but then Oluolu shows up and is like no I, I'm, you played a really great game here's the autograph and just as she's about to reach for it beware slash Kitaraguma like runs out and like snatches up Team Rocket and they bear off again I don't know how to feel about this yes <laughs> uh, so that in short is the final episode for the evening uh, Spike how do you feel about this one this was one of my favorite episodes of the entire Sun Moon so far um, I just like I said earlier I thought it was a really effective parody of sports anime I just it's one of those things where like it had nothing to do with the game at all but it completely broke from like the typical dynamic of Ash and Friends against Team Rocket Team Rocket at one point you know they even explicitly say like we don't really care about your Pikachu today we're here for this damn autograph I really like that it was for me it was just such a fun episode that broke away from the traditional expectations and was all the better for it what about you Slaggy? yeah I just want to emphasize uh, how great the animation was you know and I've noticed that overall I think the animation quality has improved since the first episode which I already thought looked great but I mean the animation uh, in this was exquisite and I just found both Snorlax and Jesse very relatable in this episode for different reasons because you're into baseball because of thirst and because you're lazy and sleep and eat a lot yes <laughs> uh, yeah great I, I would love to see more anime genre parodies coming from Pokemon fingers crossed I hope that's a thing alright well unless we have anything else I'm sorry Sulker did you have something uh, all I was going to say was unless we have anything else alright then I'm going to wrap up our show tonight by talking about our Pokemon of the week our Pokemon of the week this week is Mimikyu in Japan he is known as Mimikyu Mimikyu is a dual type ghost fairy Pokemon introduced in Generation 7. While Mimikyu is not known to evolve into or from any other Pokemon, he does have a special appearance mechanic where he changes to broken form when hit by an attack (laughs) if you have a Mimikyu that has the Disguise ability. Um, That first hit that Disguise absorbs does significantly reduce damage and is pretty useful if you're putting together a team with a Mimikyu. Mimikyu is designated as the Disguise Pokemon that is number 700 and 
Mimikyu's Pokedex entry in Sun is, Its actual appearance is unknown. A scholar who saw what was under its rag was overwhelmed by terror and died from the shock. Which is dark as hell and I love it. So uh, Mimikyu is a small Pokemon whose body is almost entirely hidden under a rag. Its beady black eyes are visible through holes in the body of its disguise, and the fringe of an amorphous foot or lower body appears to be visible under the hem of its rag. Occasionally, it will also extend a black appendage from under its rag. The veil itself resembles a Pikachu. So I think we all kind of know all about Mimikyu at this point. He's kind of one of the new, like, marquee Pokemon. I think he's kind of like a mascot of Sun and Moon, practically. Um, Sort of the major anime appearances are the fact that Jesse has a Mimikyu. It uh, first appeared in the episode Loading the Decks. And although Ash tried to catch it and failed, it decided to side with Team Rocket and let himself be caught by Jesse. There was also a minor appearance. Another trainer had a Mimikyu in the episode Crystal Clear Sleuthing. Uh, What do you guys think about Mimikyu, uh, Sulker? I love Mimikyu, as mentioned before. I'm just excited that it's getting its new special Z-move, which I think goes to prove your point that it is kind of one of the hallmarks. Let's snuggle forever. Let's snuggle forever or struggle forever like I do through most episodes. Uh, It is one of the hallmark characters of the Sun and Moon series, uh, both in the TV show and as well in the games. I could not love this Pokemon anymore. And what about you, Slykick? Yeah, Mimikyu is one of my favorites uh, pretty much ever since it was announced. It's just, it's really, like, it's cute and creepy. It's just really off. And I, I mean, and that's kind of my thing. Uh, and I love in the games where, you know, you're in the abandoned thrifty Megamar and you basically have to do, um, God, what's that game with the uh, Camera Obscura? Fatal, fatal frame. frame. It's basically like a little Fatal Frame game. It's perfect. And yeah, I love Jesse's Mimikyu. I love how it hates Pikachu. It's just, it's so twisted. I love it. Excellent. All right. Well, I don't believe we have any feedback this week. Correct me if I'm wrong, Slykick. No, we do not. But if you would like to give us feedback, we always appreciate it. We love your subscriptions, ratings, and reviews. We like your Facebook likes. And we really love Twitter, which we sounds like really a- We really love Twitter. Which sounds, like it Twitter. A, which sounds like it would be a bird Pokemon, but it is not. Uh, you can email us at mail at stabcast.org. Mail at stabcast.org. And our home base is stabcast.org. Stabcast.org. Uh, Spike, I believe you have some shout outs for us. I do. You should check out the Voice of Geeks Network over at vognetwork.com, where you can hear such amazing shows as the gamebuoy.org video game podcast. Gamebuoy.org video game podcast? Your twice monthly port of call for gaming news and views that maybe aren't on your radar, but most definitely should be. Uh, myself and Slagkick here are on that show. We talk about video game stuff. Obviously, you probably just got that. Um, we have been on hiatus due to my mental health issues, but we will be recording an episode tomorrow, and uh, I imagine we'll actually be online and published before this episode is, so go check it out. You can also, over on Vogue, hear the Ranger Pridecast, where myself and Shane Alenko talk about the current season of the Power Rangers meta series, as well as the current season of the Super Sentai meta series, upon which it's based out of Japan. That show has also been on hiatus. The hiatus for that show will probably continue a little longer because Shane is currently on vacation in Japan and New Zealand, but when he gets back, we fully intend to resume recording, so he please basically, look forward to it. He basically wants to try to find a Power Rangers or a Super Sentai husband, is what I'm gathering. Since you're talking, why don't you do your shout-out, Slidekick? Well, I'd like to shout-out to Reading is Fundamental, the podcast where the librarians serve tea and dish on everything Drag Race County. When I say librarians, I mean myself, Spike, Delvin from VG Realness, and Rob Roberts, who you probably know 
Tina Better from Orange Lounge Radio, or OLR for short, over at the Voice of Geeks Network. OLR is where every gamer has a voice, and to basically to whom we owe our podcasting existence. They've been on the air for 15 plus years at this point. It's it's yep. basically as long as Pokemon's been around, more or less. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we love those guys over there, Rob, Dark Sakura, and Techmaster Loki. And I'd also like to direct you to Anime Bui, your report of call for anime news and recommendations that maybe aren't on your radar, but most definitely should be. Uh, we also look forward to getting that back on track and appreciate you sticking with us. Sulker. Mythical D or Mythical Pokemon D and D RPG has just started its fifth season. Wow! Uh, taking two of the best aspects of geek life, GM White Wing hosts a troop of unlikely heroes as they explore the Pokemon world of the past with classic D and D classes and villains. I'd also like to shout out to Very Random Encounters or VRE Cast, spun off from the cast members of Mythical. This exciting RPG podcast is random as hell. Each season, they play a random pen and paper RPG with randomly generated everything characters monsters and more uh and right now they're doing a season all about call of cthulhu which i'm call about uh with all that having been said uh, i believe we have theme music sidekick yeah it's under the alolan sun <laughs> no just kidding uh we have music it's great our theme music is professor sycamore's theme by nathan sharp better known to you youtubers as nate wants to battle uh nathan sharp does all sorts of anime covers and game covers and parodies and even like I, I think he's done like some like Fallout Boy covers and stuff too like he's super good so go support him buy his stuff on iTunes like subscribe uh, with all those things that YouTubes do excellent alright well it has been a lovely lovely Saturday evening that we have spent with all of y'all out there in internet radio land thank you so much for listening to this show we deeply appreciate it and hope you've had half as much fun listening as we've had talking we'll be back at you in a week or two uh, but until then, keep catching. Keep catching. Keep catching. Keep training. Keep, keep training. training. And uh, let's snuggle forever. Mimikyu, I choose you. They're good Pokemon, Spike. Alola. Alola! Okay, the thing is, um, I was gonna say it, but in Japan, Let's Knuckle Forever is called Bitbop Friend Time. <laughs> Bitbop? Just, can you just please say Bitbop Friend Time? Keep training. Keep, or keep catching. Keep, keep catching. Tra- keep training. Keep training. And Bitbop Friend Time. Bitbop Friend Time. Alola? 13 out of 10. Alola. Try that.